Hey guys, welcome to Level Up Rewind. These are throwback bite-sized clips for anyone that wants to tune in on the go. So we're here today to talk about how you can actually grow your own set of glutes without having to put silicon in your ass. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, okay, let's get into why glutes are actually appealing. It really mm. goes back to evolution. Back in the day, big, strong glutes were seen for higher mating success, which means a higher chance of survival. And mm. it still is in our innate um, human nature now. Yeah, and a lot of people believe, a lot of guys believe that girls don't actually look at their glutes. You know, it's all about upper body day. But we are, like what you said, innately attracted to big glutes because we think that they would be a good mate. They would be strong, mm. they'd be athletic. They've got high testosterone levels. And naturally, we're attracted to that. And, you know, a good set of legs on guys, it's, it's not just for the girls, right? Isn't it? Legs and glutes on guys. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, get thrusting, guys, as well. But everyone is different. We all have different anatomy, different genetics, mm. different muscle bellies, different insertion points. So although, yes, we are made up of similar muscles, we will have different looks from one person to the next based, up, based on our genetic makeup. Yeah. And it is important to say that because you do see a lot of girls that um, they have, how do you put it in a, a nice way of saying well-distributed body fat? Right, so they they have very um, they store a lot of their body fat on their glutes like and pear shape. That, you got yeah, apple shape. So. You've got the pear shape. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so when we try to lose body fat, we can't spot reduce at all. The same way that we can't pick where our body fat goes. Um, and for some girls, you know, they they have a lot of um, favorable glute uh, body fat, mm. and often sometimes it can be really misleading because you might think that. It's the, those exercises that she's doing or, you know, her training style or whatever that's helped her build that. But it's really important to be able to, you know, put your detective hat on and be like, is that glute or is that body fat? Because either way, right, looks great. But, mm. you know, it does come down to genetics for a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're here to be real and talk about this stuff. Like that's mm. what we're here. So mm. how many glute muscles are there, Sherelle? Three. Which is crazy when you sort of think about it because mm. um, you know, we say the glutes, you know, there's more than one. So it's important mm. to know that there's the glute max, the glute med and the glute minimus and they all have a really important role uh, structurally but as well as aesthetically to give you that full glute look. Yeah. The glute mm. max is the biggest muscle in the whole body, which is awesome. Mm. Um, and then we, yeah, glute med and min. So the main actions at the hip, uh, hip extension, hip abduction, and external rotation. Now, I know a lot of people think, oh, just the glute max is responsible for extension or just the glute med is responsible for abduction. Well, no, they actually all help each other out. They mm. also provide stability at the hip too. So mm. this is my osteo side coming out, like, you know, and all trainers should really know. Well, actually, all the muscles integrate and help one another. So it's important just to make that distinction. Yeah, and we'll go through some of that um, most definitely and chat about, you know, stability and how important that is to be able to develop strength as well as perform exercises appropriately. But, you know, don't get too caught up in, you know, thinking, oh, I must do abduction for, for this muscle and I mm. must do hip extension for this muscle. You know, the glutes... Um, 
no muscle trains independently or moves independently. They all sort of work together. So it's really important to include a variety of exercises, but also just understand the base anatomy as well. Yep. Fantastic. So aside from the aesthetics, which we've been talking about, glutes are super important for injury prevention, daily Mm. functional movements, you know, bending down, picking something up and sporting performance as well. So Mm. very important. Yeah. And if you ever look at any really strong athlete in any sport, maybe not tennis, I don't know, they have really (laughs) well-developed glutes. Like you look at sprinters, right? And you look at these sorts of people, they have like incredibly strong um, glutes. And although muscle size isn't dependent of strength or they're independent, right? Usually if someone's really strong, they will have like quite a good muscle base or development. And the same with like any other sports, not just bodybuilding. So it it is important to know that it's not just about aesthetics, but it's also about performance. So if you want to be strong, you know, you need to be able to train the glutes through their full range of motion with multiple different exercises and do it efficiently. Yeah. And as soon as you said glutes and tennis, naturally my mind went to Serena Williams, mate. Oh, yeah. I take it back. Oh, God. Genetics, I guess you get that full rotation, don't you? I don't know. I guess you do. Printing oh, off. Well, then there we go. Glutes in every sport, but particularly like I used to run a lot, which I've spoken about. Yeah. I used to like froth over the sprinters' legs because I would look at um endurance athletes mm. and very different physiques, usually because of nutrition and probably their style of training as well. But when you look at sprinters, um, like their legs, the female legs on them, my goodness. Yep. Yep. Juicy. All right. Mm. Should we get into it? Yeah, so point number one that we think is so crucially important for everyone to have a base level understanding of is exercise selection and programming. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the right tools in your toolbox, then we're not going to get the outcome that we want. So it's really important to actually perform exercises that will maximize the time of tension on your muscles, but then also take the glutes through their full range of motion. Mm. Yeah. And I think there's always two camps when it comes to like, you know, weightlifting, there's the sport performance side and the strength and the powerlifting sort of um, club. And then there's like the hypertrophy bodybuilding style of club. Right. And we all feel strong, right? We all want to feel strong. It doesn't matter if it's on a hack squat or if it's barbell. Um, It's just whatever your perception of strength is, but it's important to also when you're looking at exercise selection and programming, know what you're training for i think it's so important to have that primary goal in focus and pick those exercises and program accordingly yeah depending on your goals as you said your body your current balances and imbalances your strengths your weaknesses there's going to be a better exercise for you at a different point in your life so Mm -hmm. just because someone is doing 20 sets of squats and their glutes are incredible, it might not work for you. So yeah. I know it's so common to see, we get ideas from Instagram. We do. Mm. It's just what happens. That's what's Swipe there. Swipe and save. Swipe, Swipe and save. save. That's right. But it might not be the best thing for you. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's really important to know, like, there is no best exercise, but there is probably a best exercise for you at one given time during yeah. your primary goal. So, you know, if it's strength-based and you're, you want to get a really uh, strong back squat, you've got a back squat. <laughs> like strength is specific. And then when it comes to building muscle and, you know, hypertrophy, 
that's when like more equipment and machines could also be beneficial. So, you know, glute development is important for both. But if you're looking at hypertrophy, you know, something that I really love is using a lot of equipment for my sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, the number one rule for hypertrophy is time under tension. So Mm. if we spend time, you know, 1RM, 3RM on our big heavy lifts, then it's not the best outcome for muscle hypertrophy. Now, the elite powerlifters all have incredible glutes. So I'm not Mm. saying that that's not right, but for someone who's not an elite level powerlifter or even going down that path, definitely aim for exercises that will allow you to get time under tension on your Mm. glute muscles without letting other muscles compensate, like your lower back or your hip flexors, things like that. Yeah, really good point because we know that our body does not know whether you're using a barbell or um, a glute drive. It just knows that time under tension and fatigue on the muscle fibers. And that's the primary goal of when you're trying to um, build muscle is to put stress and fatigue across the muscle fibers so they break down and we can build them back up. Um, Like personally, and I think you're the same, Danny, like I love a glute drive over a barbell because it allows me to add more load um, it allows me to keep tension on the glutes. Mm. It minimizes setup and sort of um, any lower back sort of niggling in because you've got that support continuously on the way down. So mm. machines serve a really, really useful purpose when your primary goal is muscle growth. Yeah, for sure. Love the old glute drive machines. They're really good. We need to see them in more gyms. And I think we slowly <sighs> will. Um, yeah, really good. And there are yeah. lots of arguments and research papers, or not lots of research papers, but there's lots of arguments on what's better for your glutes, squat or hip thrust. Yeah. And it's, I've actually had a read through the studies. Now, all of the people that were tested, it was very biased. Like they were, It always is. Yeah, it was just so biased that there was no actual outcome. I think the studies that proved squats were better you know, was biased towards that. The ones that proved hip thrusts were better were biased towards that. So there's still no real answer. The answer that we come up with is it depends. Again, it depends on your anatomy, your goal, your level of training, um, the frequency of training, all of that. But something really important to note on that, Danny, and I'm glad that you bring that up, is when we're doing squats or split squats or lunges or anything, you know, the glutes are being challenged in their lengthened position. Mm. Whereas when we're training a hip thrust or hip extension or cable kickbacks the, or back extension, the glutes are being trained in their shortened position. So we need to be challenging a muscle through its full range of motion, not just dependent in one movement, but as well using that throughout the course of a day, a week, a month, making sure that we're challenging uh, all muscles in short, mid and lengthened positions. And I was reading a really interesting book by, I think it's Brad Strawfield, or what's okay. his name, but, um, and he was talking about this theory is like when you train a muscle in its lengthened position, the muscle fibers act actually elongate and grow in length Mm. whereas when you train it in shortened position they grow in width and then it's like oh these girls that just start hip thrusting for the first time their glutes blow up like I don't know if that's you know related but think about all the other exercises that change the glutes in their shortened position there's not Mm. many like I probably didn't do many um, prior to the hip thrust becoming popularized so yeah about which is better it's about like that variety aspect and understanding that program design is 
probably a lot more complex than what people give it credit for. It's not just about slapping a few exercises together. That's right. Really well said. Well, if we're in it for the long haul anyway, because if you're new to training, great, anything's going to work. So that probably goes back to what you just said about people start hip thrusting and cool, they get changed. But now imagine you and I, like the level of work that we have to put in to get even a little bit of growth, it's so much harder than when we first started. Like Mm, I'll never forget the time when I could first feel my glutes, like probably It was like I found the bloody holy grail. It was just the best. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's Once the light bulb goes off, it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what it's meant to feel like. Because our daily life, sitting down, driving, you know, we Mm -hmm. have become molded to positions in which we don't really use our glutes. So it is an effort to actually feel them properly in the gym. 